Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Curry with the handle left Whoa. alone, takes a three, hit it! Major defensive breakdown there. The best shooter ever to play was left wide open. And Marcus Smart talking to Horford and Tatum. You can see two guys running at him, but nobody? Now back to 95-7 the game. We are back. 95-7 the game. Allen Styles and Evan Giddings. Jumped the gun a little bit there. I was just really excited. I was really excited. I mean, I heard the Steph. That was when he was rolling, right? Evan, when was it where Marcus Smart said, this ain't the Heat series in the in the when he was in, you know, talking to the huddle with the Celtics? Because that was great. I mean, clearly that was in the first half. You got you got to think. Yeah, it, well, first of all, let, 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 let's go, okay? Let's get ready for game two. We are pumped. We are hyped because this, in a lot of ways, could determine the outcome of the series, depending on how it goes. But Marcus Smart, you know, he's... he's I'm, I'm, I, I like Marcus Smart. I can't lie. Oh, gosh. I, I do. So he's talking that stuff in, in the second quarter, and then after the game, he's talking about how, you know, we're like the Celtics as we... We are on the prowl. Like we are a pack of lions hunting the hunted. And for a lot of the Warriors' career, they have been the hunted. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they are the team that everyone wants to beat. They are the team that everyone wants to kill and take down. The difference is before they were getting hunted by a, a pack of chihuahuas compared to, to where they are now. Now we we will see if Boston is truly the lions that they purport themselves to be. But I, I don't have any problem with Marcus Smart feeling like they did play kind of a, a not a, not a better team, but a tougher series in the conference finals to get there. Well, yeah, and I think that's the whole thing. And I saw a bunch of stuff on on social media about the the term I heard. I don't know if you've heard this term before. The Warriors are a tuxedo team. They 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 just you know dress real nice and they don't want to get touched. Things I believe like that was that. Cedric Maxwell. Yes, and and, <laughs> and, I, and I and I but I also feel. Like, the Warriors have had this rap for a long time, and I don't know if it's necessarily true. I, I, I think that this whole throughout this whole run, it's been, oh, the Warriors are just this pretty jump-shooting team. And yes, it is very beautiful basketball, and that's what they do. But that's not only who they are. They get there. They can get down. They can get dirty. Let's not forget all the offensive rebounds that Looney and Andrew Wiggins have been getting. So I do think that the same way Draymond is saying a little things here and there, not, not poking the bear, but, you know, maybe just giving the bear a little little small elbow. Marcus Smart is doing a little, some similar things. Now, to your point, you can't really say anything. The Celtics are up 1-0. They can, they can talk as big as they want because they came into the Warriors' house, Chase Center, where they were undefeated, and they came back from a double-digit deficit in the fourth, and they got it done. Now, you go back to the Warriors, and again, nobody's panicking here. I have to caveat that whenever we talk about this stuff. Until game two. And you alluded to it earlier. What happens if it doesn't go the Warriors' way? It sounds like you don't think it's a must win. I, I beg to differ. 
Or you don't think it's over? Well, no. I mean, mathematically, it isn't a must-win game. It is game right. two. But I understand where people would feel like we have no chance to win a series if you're going down 2-0 at home and you got to go to the road. Mm-hmm. The difference is Boston is, especially in this playoffs, like they've almost been a better road team than they have been a home team. And that's kind of weird and hard to figure out. But that's also the team that Boston's been all year. They are a highly volatile group. And that's why I mentioned at the top of our show that if they shoot five for 30 tonight from three, it would not shock me whatsoever because that is who they are. Mm -hmm. Now, who the Warriors are, we've kind of, we haven't really seen it consistently over the course of the season because the big three haven't been together. And now after the conference finals, we believe that this was the big three that was back. The group of old, we're talking about how, what, you know, what's going to happen to Steph's legacy to the big three's legacy if they win the finals. And that to me is what made game one, maybe not shocking, but it definitely had more impact because of how big, honestly, a lot of people around this station were talking about the Warriors not necessarily dismissive of Boston, but the focus was on, all right, if the Warriors do what they need to do, how will they be remembered? Now the question after game one is, well, what are they what are they gonna do now? Right. Like Boston controlled that game not for the entirety, but enough of it to kind of instill a little bit of fear in the fans because we haven't seen that in a long time. We haven't seen the Warriors play not their best basketball, but above average basketball, close to maybe their best basketball, and flat out get beaten like double double digits, like you said. Well, and I'll take it somewhere else because on the text line earlier, 209, I know he's young, but I really wish Jonathan Kaminga could get some time against the Celtics. He's long and athletic. He's sitting on the bench the whole game. What do you think? And to that point, Joe Lacob last week goes on a bit of a victory lap. Okay, talking about, hey, we we found the way to to marry the the veterans with these young guys, and we're not going to have to do the big drop after these guys go because he said it worked. The plan he said worked. It worked, and to me, possibly a little premature. Even if the Warriors win, if Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody don't get any minutes, did it work? That's something you're going to have to evaluate after the season. If they win, you can absolutely say that it worked. But to me, my barometer for whether the plan to build for now and the future is going to be dependent on how much they win or how much they they consistently how much they consistently win after the big three are gone or lesser than the current version of themselves. Like Steph Curry's thirty four years old. I, it would be crazy to think that he's going to play at this level for another five years. I mean. LeBron James is out of the playoffs, like, and he's 38, 39 years old, and he's been the greatest example of sustained success in the history of basketball, potentially. So you can't imagine that Stephen Curry is going to play at a near-MVP level for the next five seasons. So probably around two, hopefully three years down the line, when Jonathan Kaminga gets some more run, when Jordan Poole is a little bit more of a veteran, when Moses Moody is getting more run, when you know maybe Andrew Wiggins isn't here, uh, maybe the team looks a little bit different. Who knows? That is when we get to figure out if the plan worked or not. I don't have a problem with Lake of saying that because, well, one, he's he's always said how he felt. And so far, he's kind of been right. Like, whatever he's spoken has mm-hmm. come into existence. So I can't necessarily knock him for continuing to think like that and to speak like that because that's gotten him to where he is, which is a very successful man. But to me, 
I I need to wait and see what the young group becomes and if they're able, if they're worthy to take over the mantle of this big three in this current iteration of the Warriors, which has already demonstrated that they are successful, they are champions, and they are a dynasty. Well, yeah, and specifically going back to Jonathan Kaminga and, and this idea that he can just come out, he's long, athletic. We know he is an elite athlete, and that's probably putting it way too, you know, I'm probably underselling him really bad there, just even calling him elite, right? He's otherworldly, the stuff that we've seen him be able to do. But this idea that he's just going to come out, run the floor with the Celtics, and be able to hang around with them and just, hey, just lock in on Tatum or lock in on Jalen Brown and, you know, just just use your athleticism Ime Udoka is going to see that, and it's going to be barbecue chicken to me. We we saw that in the Grizzlies series because it's not about the, the Warriors switch everything or they're in that zone. Either way, it's you're not a you're not a, a DB who's just trying to lock down on a wide receiver. Petey, remember the Titans. This isn't that situation. Okay, you're going to get switched off. You're going to have to rotate, and that is where Jonathan Kaminga has had issues, which is why I think it would probably be Moody before Kaminga in this situation because Moody, they've said that he's basically wise beyond his years and is very mature for his age from, from a, I would say, probably all around, but specifically from a basketball standpoint, which is why Steve Kerr at times has felt more comfortable. You're probably going to see him before you see JK because it, you're just looking at it and we saw this happen. And the Celtics, that defense that they have, number one, the coaching that they have, number two, and, and the, just the well-oiled machine that they seem to be right now, I wouldn't want Jonathan Kaminga getting out there, a deer in headlights. Now, could could he maybe get out there in spurts and just see what he does? Maybe. I, I just think that at this point, we actually talked with Chris, our producer, before the show as far as does Steve Kurt have too many options, right? Boston kind of knows what they want to do with their smaller rotation, the Warriors almost have too many options to go to, and and Steve Kerr, I don't think he second-guesses himself at all, but he has more things that he has to, oh, could I go here, could I go there, when really maybe we should just stick to the recipe at this point. I think a lot of people are projecting what they want Jonathan Kaminga to be rather than what he is right now, which is a, a fresh, young, very talented, very athletic individual. Steve Kerr has already told us what he's going to do. He hasn't played Kaminga in these playoffs much when the game is on the line because he's not ready for the moment. And I I trust Steve Kerr to be able to identify who is able and worthy to be in his rotation. Moody, I thought, was going to be that guy, but he showed us in Game 1 he would rather go to a veteran in Andre Iguodala who has not played in these playoffs. He would rather go to a guy who's been in the moment before, who potentially is physically compromised, who... Let's be, let's face it is is a shell of the the great player the Finals MVP player that he used to be and yet he would rather go to him than Modi as well as Kaminga that tells me all I need to know about JK yeah and and going back to Iguodala again if you are compromised defensively and you are not really a threat offensively I think that this could be a very interesting game to see what they do with Iguodala's rotations because if he is and and he didn't have a a bad game per se in game one but it also wasn't a great game by any stretch the the impact that you would think he would have and again I've said this throughout the whole season when Iggy wasn't playing I said that what Iggy represents to this team when he was finals MVP when he 
all had all those defensive stops and did this and that to just take that team over the top. I've, I've coined the term Iggy by committee throughout this whole season. That's really how it's been. It's been a little bit of, you know, Jordan Poole, I guess, offensively, GP2 when he was healthy defensively to kind of give you what Iggy was in that first iteration of the dynasty. Does it feel like Steve Kerr, and we'll see again here in game two, does it feel good? And again, that tips off 5 p.m. at Chase Center. You can hear all the action here at 95.7 The Game. Does it feel like Steve Kerr was forcing the issue a bit, or did he not play enough for you to feel like that? No, I, what I think happened is, is people got lost a little bit in how well the Celtics role players played, which makes you naturally look at the Warriors role players and say, why can't you match Derek White? Why can't you match Al Horford? Why can't you match Peyton Pritchard, whoever's coming off the bench? But the the difference was not in that. Like The Warriors role players, sure, they weren't the greatest, but that wasn't the reason why they lost the game. And mm-hmm. if you're pointing at the bench... To me, you got bigger issues. So, sure, Iguodala wasn't great in the 12 minutes that he played. I know he hit three of four shots, but you know he had three fouls. Uh, defensively, he looked a little bit slow. He looked like a 38-year-old guy who right. hadn't played in three months and is making his first appearance in the NBA Finals. Like He was a little bit stiff, and that's totally understandable. But to me, he's not the reason why they won or lost the game, nor, I mean, was I mean really any of their role players. To For me, I, I know people want to point at Poole. They want to point at... You know, some of these guys off the bench, the lack of GP2 maybe in game one could have been a difference, but that that wasn't where the game was won and lost. And to me, I'm not looking at Kerr as as his, you know, rotations were terrible or he he didn't he didn't coach the game correctly. Ime Odoka did a fantastic job of sticking a pin in any potential run that the Warriors were trying to make, especially in the third and then fourth quarter. He did not want to let Curry, who was the reason that the Warriors were so I mean cohesive offensively in that first half he was the head of the snake and Odoka did whatever he could to try and cut that head off which ended up working out in his favor because the defense played well and the offense started to hit a ridiculous amount of three-point shots so there's starters and then there's role players and there's bench players I think it is interesting what you just said as far as Jordan Poole because you refer to him as a role player and I think throughout this series He's been, I, I don't know, not not necessarily a role player. I mean, he is, in, in literally in practice, he is, or in, in play, he is a role player. But throughout this series, I mean, you need him to be better than the quote-unquote role player because that's what the Warriors have gotten from him throughout this playoff. So if now, we can't now, if, if he starts to, to shrink in the moment a bit, say, well, he's just a role player, that's not what he's been this whole time. Now, if that's just what ends up happening – you're just going to need a Herculean effort from the Splash Brothers and, and and Andrew Wiggins, right? I mean, where else does the offense come from if you can't get Jordan Poole going? But when you do put it like that, he is a 22-year-old role player. It puts things in perspective. But he has been way too important to this team. And if he shrinks in the moment now, you got to find those points somewhere. And again, I would say, talking about the role players, another player that really, I wouldn't call it a wasted game. I... I To you, we just talked about how Steph maybe didn't have a quote-unquote great game, right? But he definitely had a good game, I'd say. It was based on the timing of the scoring. You kind of wasted a game like that from Steph. You also wasted, to a lesser degree, a great game from Otto Porter Jr. I mean, he was hot from three, okay? You don't know. He's been really cold throughout the beginning of this playoffs, starting to heat up there. You get four for five and three from Otto Porter Jr., in a loss, you don't know if you're going to get that again. 
and and it's a smaller storyline, but it is something that I'm thinking, man, I, I, maybe he stays hot today, but we've seen him go cold. Yeah, and we we can we can bicker about the definition of a role player. Like to me, the role guys are just not your big three. Like Steph, Clay, and Draymond. We may have different hierarchies, but I think those are the three most important players mm-hmm. for the Warriors to be successful. Everyone else, in my mind, then becomes uh, an addition to that. They they play their roles. I mean, Wiggins kind of had to be the second offensive option because Poole wasn't there because Clay wasn't hitting. But he's that isn't who he is. Like he isn't a number two on this team. No. That's not the reason why they're in the finals. So that that's the only reason why I call Poole a, a role player. No, and it's right. No, it's right. It's it's completely right. The seven oh seven is chiming in. Clay has been playing like a role player, shrinking in the moment. Defense is awful. Stands in corner. Can't create for anyone. Forty two million dollar role player. Well, I mean, we weren't saying that in Game Six of the Memphis series. You weren't saying that in Game Five of the Western Conference Finals. He wasn't a role player in those games. Yeah, I mean, I will say we do need to get into Clay a little bit, and we have some sound from Clay as far as that confidence that we've been speaking on. And he seems we know Clay is Clay. He's hilarious. Number one and number two, he is who he's going to be. He's he's unapologetically himself at all times, and that's why we love him. Let's hear from Clay about how he feels uh, game one went and what he needs to do better moving forward. Uh, I need to make more shots. I need to take more shots. You need to get more stops. And I need to just be myself. Yeah, that would be one of the greatest to ever shoot it. So I'll rely on that. When Clay talks nice like that, when Clay talks spicy like that, you got to think of 30 pieces coming, right? I mean, I mean you got to think of 30 pieces coming. I thought that the 15 that he had was a hard-earned 15. A lot of those shots were those clay shots where you're saying no, 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 and then it goes in. They got to find a way to get him loose, okay? To to the Texter's point, he's never, they say create for anyone. That's never who clay, that's not who Clay's been even when he, before the injuries. He's not, a, he's not a creator. We know what he is. He's, he's got the textbook. When you go to your basketball camp or when you send your kids to your basketball camp, they are teaching them to shoot like Clay Thompson, okay? That's what he is. So I'm not going to do this thing now and, and expect him to be different. Now, defensively, that is where things get a little dicey because Clay was a two-way player and hopefully gets back to that. He is not that right now, or, or I would say a elite two-way, two, two-way player. I'm not going to say he's bad, bad on defense, but he did get blown by a couple times by Jalen Brown. And again, now you have a situation where you got Steph, who's been playing better defense, not elite Jordan Poole, who is a traffic cone, and Klay Thompson, who's coming off injury. That is what the issue is for the Warriors right now and the Fast Five, as I had coined them. Remember when we were doing the nickname thing? That seems like so long ago. Uh, not, not we, you. I'm not going to put myself in the nickname a conversation. Of, a collection of us. <laughs> so offensively, if you can't get out and, and, and get buckets and do those things, that team is unplayable, and, and those, those combinations – aren't necessarily playable. The second and fourth quarter, those are when it was it was Clay and Poole, and th- that's when the Celtics got going a little bit. How do the Warriors get them going, uh, specifically offensively, but even defensively, how do you put them in better positions? Well, you, you referenced it, Alan, in the sense that I think a lot of people get enamored with the offense of the Warriors and how aesthetically pleasing of a brand of basketball it is to watch. And a lot of that in the earlier rounds, you know, we were in love with the three-guard lineup. It was, all right, well, you know, who's, like, Poole needs to be in the starting lineup. That was a conversation that we had. Is it him, Steph, 
Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, the I don't know whatever nickname the the, the new five you want to throw. Out I won't. There, I the, won't even. The, I won't the, even the make you five. go through it. Yeah, there's way too many for me to forget. So. What, what what we've sort of learned is that that doesn't work when you have no. a switchable defense on the other side of the court, and especially one full of two-way players. Poole, he's, he's compromised defensively. He's, he's At this point in his career, he's not that guy. Back to Clay. Clay is and will always be a top three at best shooter of all time, like or at worst, sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, top three shooter ever. And... But he, he like he's had these sort of sporadic shooting performances his entire career. I know the the one that always floats around at the end of the 2015 finals is the meme of him sitting on the bench when you did none of the work and got the A on the group test. Right. Like he didn't have a good shooting game in that in that game 6 against Cleveland in 2015. He's had poor shooting performances throughout his playoff career. The difference which you mentioned is that he has always been a bulwark defensively. You could rely on him to switch 1 through 4 and you can't necessarily do that as much now just because of the injuries that he's sustained. I think he can get back to being a very good defensive player, but it's not going to be in the next week and a half. So to me, I think the adjustment that they need, well, potentially need to make for Clay is I want to see him on Horford. Like I want to mm-hmm. see him use his strength and his length rather than his quickness because let's face it, Jalen Brown whether he's loose with the handle or not, he's faster than Clay. He he went around him multiple times in Game One, and that was kind of the matchup that I was looking for. And I think why Brown was allowed to get a little bit more comfortable because Clay is just not side to side as great as he used to be. I want to see whether it's you know Wiggins, the combination of Wiggins, Curry, maybe even put Draymond or Tatum or Brown. Like those guys are the ones that initiate the offense, especially Tatum in Game One. So why not put your best defender or the combination of Wiggins and Green, your two best defenders, on those two guys and let Clay drift to the corner a little bit, and he can come, he can, he can, he can rebound, um, but he's going to stay on Horford, who is not going to create his own shot. So Clay doesn't have to worry about Horford blowing by him, yeah. and then he can use his body, similar to what he did in a lot of those finals against the Cavaliers against Kevin Love, you never had any worry of him in the post against Kevin Love because he's strong enough to guard guys like that and also rebound. I think that could be a key adjustment tonight, and I look for him to start on Horford instead of Jalen Brown. I mean, styles make fights, and you got to figure this thing out one way or the other, and we believe that Steve Kerr will. They've done it before, and we believe that they will do it again Top of the, we got to get to a break. Top of the hour, we have Andy Liu joining us from the Light Years podcast. That, that, always a great call when he's on. I do want to talk to you, Evan, when we get back, and we want to hear from Dub Nation, 888-957-9570. The old adage of defense just being effort. Is that true or false with Jordan Poole? Can he play better defense? That's when we come back. Alan Styles, Evan Giddings, 95.7 The Game. We'll talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Pull up the floor. Crossover on Smart. Brings it to the right wing to Thompson. Catch and shoot three. Right side. Good. Play is now number two. On the all-time playoff list, he's got 433 threes. He's now tied with LeBron James. Now back to 95-7, the game. Yes, 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 we are back. 95-7, the game, Allen Styles and Evan Giddings getting you ready for game two of the NBA Finals. I mean, I mean, just for just for a couple seconds here, and we've been breaking this thing down as much as we can break it down. But but the last couple years. With the Warriors not even in the playoffs. I know we get caught up and you want the parade. You want to be able to say they got that fourth ring. You want the Steph Finals MVP. You want all those things. But for a second, let's just sit there and think about the fact that these last couple years, the Warriors weren't even in the playoffs. Okay, maybe our blood pressures were all a little bit lower. I know mine was. But to to finally be back on this stage, and I know they're down 0-1. But to be back on this stage with the electricity that is all around the building, I took Bart here today, Evan. Everybody dubbed stuff on. It was late, by the way, because Bart's always late. Dubs, the train actually got canceled. Don't come at the East Bay. Come hey, on, man. Hey, I, I, ride, I, I ride Bart till I D.I.E. That's what I do. That's what I, I know it better than anybody. <laughs> Dub Nation gear everywhere. Warriors gear everywhere. It's just something that just sometimes you just got to sit back and say, man, we're back. We're back, and it's beautiful, and it's, there's no KD drama. It, it's the original boys. The boys are back in town. You, you just got to feel good about it. I'm sure that they feel good about it, but as a fan, we didn't wait that long. This hasn't been a high. This hasn't been a, a decade long hiatus no, from greatness. Not at all. Not it's at been all. two years, <laughs> and you had an excuse for each of the years. Mm-hmm. Fifteen wins. Curry. Well, Draymond decided to take the year off. Clay, both out next year. Clay is still out. I mean, Wiggins is trying to find his own. You get an influence. Like, let, let, let's not sit here and act like the Warriors have been wallowing in despair this entire time and are finally no. crawled out of the depths. No, but it was a long two years. It was a long two years. I mean, the 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 Kelly Oubre time, right? That was weird. The D'Angelo Russell time, that was weird. There was just, a, it was a weird time. I mean, it was a very, this is one of the most unique dynasties I think sports has ever seen because typically it's just you run, 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 and then you're done. 
right? I mean, the Bulls was a little different because Mike left and then he came back. But for the most part, you go, 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 and then it just ultimately ends. The Warriors had this little drop in the road where we remember all the talk. When KD left, when when Clay went down, it, the Warriors were supposed to be done. The Warriors were supposed to be done, right? So for them to be back and be back in this way with Steph, the head of the snake, of course, it's just I don't know. It just makes me warm and fuzzy inside. Don't don't take that from me, Evan. I'm not trying to, but you 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 mentioned something during the break that I thought was kind of interesting. Depend I mean, based on how fuzzy you're feeling, right? Get fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Sound into the championship show chronicle cartoon section. You feeling kind of nervous, Alan? You, you feeling you feeling nervous? I'm not not nervous. It, it's you a feel- it's a good it's a good nervous. It's a good nervous. It, it's a feeling. Look, you know me. Hashtag pessimistic Warriors fan. I don't believe the Warriors are going to win it until literally I'm at the parade. Like, that, that's just how I am. So, I get i get real hot and cold with this. So, I need, and I and I said it yesterday when I was on, I'll say it again. I, look, 888-957-9570. Convince the pessimistic Warriors fan to not be pessimistic. And if you are pessimistic with me, you can call too. I'm not pessimistic, and I'll tell you why. Because, to me, this... This is, I mean, sure, you don't want your team to be down in a 1-0 hole, but for as much as we talk about the pedigree and the experience that has played into the Warriors' success over the course of these eight years, and especially this season with how quickly it's come together, this is the moment where you, the character of the Warriors will be revealed tonight. Mm-hmm. To me, Game 1 was more about Boston. How is Boston going to come out? Because... On paper, they have potentially a more impressive run in terms of beating talent on their way to the finals, but the last two games against Miami marred all of that. How are they going to come out? Were they going to be the team that nearly choked away an 11-point lead in the last three minutes of Game 7, or were they going to be the team that beat the defending NBA champs in the Milwaukee Bucks? They were that team last in, in Game 1. Mm-hmm. Game 2 is all about Golden State. Tonight, we figure out how much the big three are worth together, how much that chemistry, how much that cohesion Mm. is worth in terms of points. That's why I'm excited tonight, because we don't often get a chance to see with their backs to the wall what these Warriors truly are, because they just simply beat the brakes out of everyone that's been in front of them. I'm looking back at 2015. I'm looking at Game 4 in Memphis. I'm looking at 2016. I'm looking at Game 6 against the Thunder. Those are the games that I remember the most because it's where those champion and that pedigree is developed. I expect it to show up tonight. That's why I'm excited because we're going to see the true Warriors at Chase Center starting at 5 o'clock. This is what I'm talking about, Evan. This is what I need. This is what I need. Look, 650 is chiming in. We don't need someone with late faith, bruh. 650, I got the faith. I got the faith. I just, I just, I just like being surprised. How about that? It's I Sunday. Like being Take surprised. him to church. Come I, on, what I, are we doing? I like being surprised. I don't like having my 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 dreams crushed. I'd rather be surprised. That's all. I got the faith, bruh. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. I got you. Uh oh. Let's head out to Berkeley. I don't know if this guy wants to pile on. I don't know. The first the, the first Boston fan was pretty cool. So we'll, we'll see what we'll do here, Tyler. What you got for us? We got a Celtics fan here who wants to talk, obviously, finals. What you got for us, Tyler? Yeah, I'm, I'm just so excited to be in the finals against you guys. You know, you have to beat the best if you want to be the best. And uh, I just think it's going to be a fun fun series. But I, uh, I, had a, I had a few things thinking about it from your perspective because I do respect you all a lot. Um, 
gosh, I'm thinking more shots for Wiggins. Uh, he's just he's an athlete, top athlete in the series. I think got to make some tough shots with a guy in your face. Can he do that to relieve some pressure, help out? Looney, um, gosh, that guy is better than I think we give him credit for coming into it. And I wonder if Draymond's not going to score if Looney and Porter um, at the end of a game or in critical moments might be useful. And then the last thing I'm, I'm – I was surprised with the, uh, you know, how many open threes. And, gosh, the last two series for us were just so physical and tough that I think you're going to see it just confident if, if you leave us open. Plus, we're turnover prone at times if you can cause more pressure out on the perimeter. So those were some thoughts. Look forward to another super fun game and uh, just hope everyone stays healthy and we can keep having fun. Appreciate it, Tyler. I do want to say, you don't have to respect us, okay? We're on the mic, but you do have to respect Golden State. And I think that's what Boston is giving them. That's what they. That's why they've been so even keel, because they know how, well, they have an idea of how hard it is to knock off the team that has been on the mountaintop. I mean, think about the teams that have beaten or ended dynasties. All of those teams are battle-tested. They're not just, you know, they don't wilt. Like, I mean, if you look at kind of the, the end of, of Kobe competing for championships with the Lakers— it took a Mavericks team that won the title to knock them off. So right now, the Warriors demand our respect, and I think, Alan, they also demand our faith. Uh, you're right. You're right. Okay, between you and the text line, I'm 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 getting there. I'm getting there. And I also do feel like we're being punked a little bit with, with these Boston callers. Okay, they're way too nice. All right, is Ashton Kutcher going to pop in the studio or something? They're way too nice. This whole idea about Boston fans being crazy. I mean, I, I don't know. They seem pretty cool to me. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's. I don't know if there are any Dubs fans calling into Boston radio saying, I just don't think they would pick up. I, I, there's oh no way they pick up. <laughs> from having a from having family out on the East Coast and spend a little bit of time out there, I know there there are differences between the the Celtics, the Red Sox, and the Patriots fans specifically. Patriots mm. fans recently. I think catch a lot of that blow black uh, blowback, deservedly so. Uh, but the Celtics fans that I've met, you know, they've been pretty respectful. Fair enough. Fair, then you got the Sox, and and the Sox are the Sox. I think they're playing the A's right now, so uh, you know, got to keep it going. Let's keep it going. By the way, with sophomore from Pacifica who wants to talk Dubs, sophomore, let's go. Let's get it going. What you got for us? All right, all right. So first thing is. It's not that we've suffered a lot because the Warriors had two whole years out of contention. It's two years, two years of our core loss. That's what's painful. And you got to count Steve Kerr in there, too. He's not going to coach forever. So that's the loss, not, not some interdynastic, you know, changeover. The other thing is we are into the acid test of Joe Lacob's plan because if we lose this series, there's going to be a good argument that one more piece Trading some of the young talent for one more piece would have won it. We got to the finals, doggone it. That is huge. And if we fall a little short, then no, Lakin did not do what he needed to do to extend these guys. If we win it, then yeah, it all comes good, especially if we're also very good in a few years, you know, when the young guys mature. But this is this series is the acid test, and I can't wait. Uh, go Warriors. Well, I, I, if you want to hang on for a second. All right, you dropped him. I, I had a question for sophomore, which is, I agree that the test isn't over yet, and it mm -hmm. sounds like he works with vials and he works in a lab. Sophomore does. But to me, this is not an indicator that Lacob or Bob Myers in the front office did the wrong thing. Which player is going to make the difference from this group to a title that was available and that was realistic to acquire 
I would I would have had him give me a name because I, I don't think there was one out there that would have been the difference maker. Yeah, and I feel like we are got put in a time capsule when we're back in February or whenever it was when the Warriors were struggling having this conversation. I, I, I think there's plenty of time to have it. If the war again, if the Warriors lose, we got all summer to have it and leading into the next season. Look, the victory lap, none of that matters right now. As long as the Warriors walk away and me and Evan are at the parade, partying it up, having a good time and kicking it with my beloved text line and the callers, then everything is good. But if it doesn't happen that way, then we have to answer some questions. Let's get back out to the phone lines with George from Los Altos. Who wants to talk about Dub Nation? George, what you got for us? Well, I think I think we don't really need to worry. Uh, I really don't. I think what we saw the other day, uh, two things. Uh, them shooting the lights out like that uh, in the quarter was an aberration. And number two, I think this is going to have to be Steve Kerr's defining moment as the Warriors coach because he's going to have to make lineup changes, number one, how much minutes he plays Steph, number two, which I think he's going to increase his minutes, and number three, like I said yesterday when I called in, you don't play zone against the Boston Celtics. It has to be man-to-man, and you cannot give up those open shots. I think we have opportunities from the mid-range that we can exploit, and I don't think we can take it to the basket and expect to beat these guys that way. But I think we're going to definitely win today. I think we're going to win tomorrow in Boston. They're 5-4 and four at home in the playoffs. So I really like our chances. You can look at the other day as, you know what? A slap in the face wake up call. And it could be a good thing for us. That's all I got. Boom. I mean, I, th- that's that's everything here. I mean, he did have a great a great call, by the way. As far as Steve Kerr and what this does mean for him, out of the rings that the Warriors have, I, I don't think that it's really questionable that this would be the toughest one, right? I mean, it ha- it has to be. For everyone. That that's why this ring and I think why Game The game one loss hurts so much because people, I don't know if they're afraid, but if they don't win it, they haven't necessarily considered what a loss would do to the legacy of, of a Kerr or a Curry or just the Warriors in general. Everyone is, you know, everyone has, hasn't been pessimistic. They've been optimistic mm-hmm. about what's going to happen in these finals. And so everyone's discussed and kind of thrown different things at the wall of, right, well, how do we look at Curry? How do we look at Kerr? If they get a fourth title, there's only a select amount of both individuals and teams that have accomplished that in a short period of time. They could be in that group. I already think they're a dynasty, but now it's a question of, well, how legendary can they become? And if they lose this finals, to me, it would be different if Miami had somehow snuck past Boston because that's a, a totally different level in terms of talent. I think Boston and the odds makers have told you this even before the series. Like it's a very evenly matched series. And I just don't think the Warriors have had a lot of those entering where you un- where you don't really know which side like Warriors fans are obviously confident in Golden State. Boston fans are obviously confident in the Celtics. But prior to whenever the Warriors have been in the finals, whether it be due to injuries, whether it be due to dominance, whether it be due to just a talent gap, they have been the undoubted favorites, and that's not the case this time, which is also why I think a fourth title would mean more because it is an e- it is more of an even playing field now. You don't get as much credit when you punch down. Now they're punching at a similar class, and we want to see the two 
heavyweights go head-to-head. Oh, and you can look at it like this as far as what the Celtics are trying to do and who they've already beat and how you add that to what the Warriors would have beat if the Warriors beat the Celtics. The Celtics have beat KD and Kyrie, okay? Then they beat Giannis, the defending champs, and then they go on to beat a a really the, – the, the one seed, I think everybody – starts to forget that the Heat, they were the one seed, and Jimmy Butler, who has now established himself as a superstar, you can put it that way. So they're trying to get on a legendary run. So if the Warriors are able to beat the Celtics after after the Celtics just beat those teams, this is by far would be the most impressive ring that the Warriors have. And again, to do the legacy talk, you're not, it doesn't matter the same way if the Warriors lose. It's just a loss, right? And it's just a bad look. But you add all those things onto it, when you do get a W, 888-957-9570 is the call line and the text line. As always, we're going to go out to Oakland with our guy, Phil Mo Mike. He wants to talk about the good and the bad. What's up, Phil Mo Mike? What you got for us? He's in Oakland today? Yeah, I'm in a town, I'm in a town right now. I, uh, I'm going to go play some uh, some baseball. I just left Gypsies, actually. Gypsies in Berkeley. Attaboy. No, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, but look. Thing is this, man. Very disencouraged. Uh, very, very horrible loss on, on a couple of fronts. Curry go off. We usually ride the momentum of Curry, win the game. We was up twelve in the fourth. But at the end of the day, this is why I have some optimism. The Warriors lose games like this all the time, man. Real talk. If you watch the Warriors, they have losses like this all the time. It just sucks so much that it happens. Game one of the championship, so you have you don't have that factor of like if they would have won the game, the Warriors would be like, oh, you know, we the big homie. Like you know, sometimes your big homie, you figure out once you figure out your big homie really ain't your big homie like that. Like you can really get on him. Everything is it. The, everything goes away. The only way the Warriors get that back, they gotta blow them out. I'm talking about be up 18 to one like I had Miami last series. 18, 23 to 2 in the first quarter, and then they can reestablish that. But I'm just trying to win this series, man. Real talk. That's it. Coming strong as always, Phil Mo Mike in the town. I want to, Phil Mo Mike, I wanted to ask what position you were playing. I mean, you might be in center field. You might be running, running them down, hitting some bombs. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Phil Mo seems to me like a shortstop. I would say that he's definitely, he's definitely leading the charge. Uh, he's going he's to doing. get the ball in the hole. Like it, he, the man, man is a menace on the infield. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, when you do look at the Warriors and how they match up against the Celtics, I did. I, it is a good point because let's not act like the Warriors haven't blown leads before. I, I don't think we've necessarily seen it in this playoff run specifically, but there was a time where they would, whether you know specifically in Oracle, because that's where a lot of the all the playoff action had been prior to this year. You know, again, feeling like the game has been won before you get to that fourth quarter, whatever the case may be. I feel like more of it has happened in the regular season than in the playoffs and specifically the finals, but it does happen. And again, you would hope or you would rather this happen in game one than in a later in a, in, a, in a later game in the series. You don't want it to happen at all, but if you had to pick, at least you got it out the way as long as they win tonight. I also kind of want to throw this at you and see if it resonates, and maybe we'll run it by Andy Liu, and it's coming up in about 10 minutes here. Like, the Warriors, to me, one of the reasons why, I, I mean, there's just, when they're at their best, there's almost a sense of inevitability. And 
it's when they've kind of played behind. Like they'll they'll be a little bit lackadaisical in the first half and maybe going to the break trailing by six. But there's always there's always some sort of of of, of, of line for them to race towards. Like I almost wonder if playing. Obviously, you want to play with the lead. You want to be ahead, but kind of similar. Like Boston is a team that almost needs an extra push mm. to get them there, and the fact that they're playing from behind most of the game always gave them some things to run towards, as opposed to the the Warriors, who maybe are used to being in that spot a little bit. Like not to not to say you want to play from behind fifteen the entire game, but sometimes the Warriors almost. Like they need to go down double digits to kind of wake themselves up, right? And maybe this result in Game One could be that wake up call. Uh, I, I don't know what you think about that, but there's no, something I, that crossed my mind. No, I think you are spot on because again, we 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 have seen this with the Warriors in in the past, not all the time, but we have seen it where, uh, specifically with the the three pointers and how the game is played now, no lead is safe. So you think you know, 15, 12, 15, game's over. Game's not over anymore. Game In this day and age, the game is not over anymore. So you have to stay on your P's and Q's, and when you are playing from behind, that's when you know we can't mess up. We can't do this. We can't do that because we have to get back over the hump, and then you get right back over the hump at the end of the game, and the other team is now deflated. When you already have been playing well, and you, okay, we're playing well, Steph sits a little bit longer because we're playing well. Every everything is good, and then one one basket goes in. We're solid. Two baskets, turnover. Next thing you know, it's a six point game. All the momentum is gone. You throw Steph back in there. I think it was they were Warriors were still up five when Steph went back in. We already had the conversation. Steph, as a superstar, you got to find a way to hold on to that lead. I think it's a fair. I think it's fair. I wouldn't say it personally, but I think it's a, a fair criticism if you want to use that word, of Steph in that game one, even though the text line has been saying that Steph did his job. What did you say earlier? You wanted to talk about something earlier with Michael Jordan, who Steph, you know, basically did the same thing in quarter one. What did Michael Jordan finish with? Sure, sure. So Curry scored 21 points in the quarter. That's the most uh, since Michael Jordan, the 1993 NBA Finals. They're playing the Suns. It was game four. He had 21 Michael Jordan finished that game with 55 points. Now, I know that they're different players. Jordan is unquestionably a better player in the, in the pantheon of, of basketball lore. But, And I'm not saying that Steph needed to score 55, but that's a game where if you get it that early, like I almost wanted to see Steph continue to press, continue to push. He didn't score in the second quarter. I know he didn't play as much, but Boston – Credit to them. They made some adjustments. They didn't leave him as open as he was in that first quarter. But that's a game where I I, I want to see Steph try and take over to go, you know, God mode. Let Steph cook a little bit more. And it just didn't happen. I'm not I'm not saying he's he's Jordan or I expect him to be Jordan, but that's the type of game where maybe Steph could have gone for 40 or 45, and that may have ended up being the difference, the necessity for them to get over the hump. And I do agree. Specifically because I agree because I think Steph agrees. And everything that we've heard Steph talk about since that game ended, about just being the most real out of the situation. And and and, and real as in vulnerable, if, if I could use that word, because you heard from Clay, And obviously that was just a clip. You've heard from Clay, You've heard from Draymond. It's all we know what we need to do. Steph talked about how much this one hurt. Steph did and Andre Iguodala did. But specifically, Steph talking about how much this one hurt 
you got to feel like he's going to come out and make sure it doesn't happen again. Because as much as we understand that Steph is the most selfless superstar we've ever seen, all these things, he knows maybe not in the Bay Area, but nationally. And when you look at, again, the 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 Mount Rushmore, whatever you want to call it, the top 10, whatever players, he knows this, not that this would, he needs this, but it would really, really help in that situation. And as much as he can say whatever he wants, he wants to play well. He wants to win. He's a winner. I think because Steph, hey, KD, come play with us. I, I'm selfless. This, that. Clay, you can get going too. People forget that Steph at his core is an, an, an ultimate competitor. The same way you know, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, the same way all of them are. Steph just does it in a different way. So I do think people... I guess forget or don't realize where Steph is. And if if this had to happen in game one, let it happen in game one and let's see what happens moving forward. We got to get to a break, but when we come back, Andy Lou from the Light Years podcast will be joining us. He's always a lot of fun. We're going to pick his brain on what he thought about game one and specifically what do the Warriors need going into game two to get this dub, a dub for the dubs. This is 95-7 the game. Evan Giddings, Alan Styles. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 